Buenos dias desde Gardner's Bay. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 23rd of September, 2021. 10 or so minutes of the big stuff going down in Argentina. In light of the governmental crisis the ruling coalition is facing, let's first take a deep dive into politics. It all started last Thursday the 16th, four days after Frente de Todos's unfavorable results in the primary elections, when Interior Minister Eduardo de Pedro offered his resignation, arguing that the government should listen to the verdict given by the electorate. Pedro's resignation quickly prompted others to do the same. By Monday the 20th, President Fernandez found himself swearing in a new cabinet that includes replacements for four ministers, security, livestock, agriculture, and fisheries, education, science, and technology, as well as a new secretary of communication and press, and a new cabinet chief. Of all of them, the most controversial decision was the appointment of Juan Mansur as cabinet chief. Governor of Tucumán province and former health minister under the presidency of now Vice President Cristina Fernández de Kirchner is best known for his shady political tactics and for having historically denied access to legal abortions even to underage girls who had been raped. Although this new cabinet was announced in an attempt to quiet the political uproar, most Argentinians see it as a sign that the VP has gained power over the president himself. It's no secret that the Kirchnerite wing of his coalition would rather see Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner in his place. So as soon as the election results were out, they redirected all their anger towards the president. It's not a minor detail that on Thursday the 16th, Vice President Cristina Fernandez posted an open letter online that blasts the president without reservation. Moreover, President Fernandez ignored his own confirmation that there would be no changes in the government, only to end up appointing six new cabinet members that are all very close to the VP. This also raised suspicion among Argentinians. If all of this drama makes your head hurt with confusion, don't worry. We're all as baffled as you are. However, beyond the new names and the resignations, it's important to note that the ruling Frente de Todos coalition is in crisis and that the president has been pitted against the VP and her people. So far, it looks like he's very quickly losing ground. The only person President Fernandez was able to retain despite the vice president's wishes is economy minister Martin Guzman. Last week, Guzman managed to meet the deadline for the 2022 budget, which forecasts an annual inflation of 33% for the coming year, primary fiscal deficit of 3.3% of GDP, an official exchange rate of 131 pesos per dollar by the end of next year, and a growth rate of 4%. The budget assumes that no capital repayments will be made to the IMF since the government hopes to reach an agreement before the end of the year. If unsuccessful, the government stands to pay 19 billion U.S. dollars, which could only be done by eliminating public work, subsidies, and vaccine purchases, as well as other cuts. Minister's next priority is coming up with a package of measures to assist low-income sectors in reaction to last Sunday's electoral defeat. Due to the crisis, President Fernandez canceled his visit to Mexico for the summit of the community of Latin American Caribbean states. He did, however, take time to participate via video conference in the major economies forum on energy and climate change of G20 countries organized by the United States President Joe Biden. During the session, President Fernandez devoted much of his time to complaining about the unsustainable debt of $57 billion owed to the IMF. But let's switch to more positive news, shall we? On Tuesday the 21st, the national government announced face masks in open spaces will no longer be mandatory, effective the 1st of October. However, it's up to each province to adhere or not to this measure. So far, Buenos Aires City and the provinces of Rio Negro, Salta, 
Jujuy and Mendoza, as well as Cordoba, have declined and will continue with the mask mandates. In addition, social gatherings with an unlimited number of people are allowed, provided everyone complies with the prevention measures we're already so familiar with, social distancing, masks, sanitation, and ventilation. President Fernandez's government has also said it would allow most commercial and social activities, including the reopening of football clubs, stadiums to support with up to 50% capacity. Nightclubs will also reopen at 50% capacity, and only those with complete vaccination records will be allowed inside. While announcing this measure, the health minister made special emphasis on how this is the most risky activity if we take into account the threat of the Delta variant. So be careful, folks. Regarding international travel, Argentines, residents, and foreigners who arrive in the country for work reasons will not be obligated to enter into isolation as long as the traveler has proof they have been fully vaccinated at least 14 days prior to arrival. Those who have traveled for tourism purposes, however, will continue to comply with a seven-day quarantine. That said, as of the 1st of October, the entry of foreigners from neighboring countries will be allowed with a need for isolation, if vaccinated. In November, the same rules will be extended to all fully vaccinated people from outside. Between the months of October and November, the entry cap, which currently stands at 2,300 people a day, will be progressively increased. Government is hoping that these measures will boost economic activity, which shrank in the second quarter of the year compared to previous periods. Gross domestic product fell 1.4%, partly due to the worst wave of the pandemic and partly due to trade restrictions that cooled relations with the private sector. However, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development raised the outlook for Argentina in terms of economic recovery. The outlook for 2022 improved by 1.4 points to 7.6% though it predicted inflation would reach 47% for this calendar year. Growth prospects in other Latin American countries like Brazil and Mexico also improved. Speaking of Brazil, President Bolsonaro told the United Nations on Tuesday the 21st that his government is against health passports, so it's unlikely that these will be required to travel to the country. However, he backed efforts to vaccinate against COVID-19, something the far-right leader had been opposed to at the start of the pandemic, even advocating weird, unproven treatments instead. Before we can think of traveling abroad, there's still a lot of work to be done when it comes to income. A new study released last week shows that a four-person household in Buenos Aires needs to earn more than 68,000 pesos, about 400 U.S. dollars, not to fall into destitution. To avoid being vulnerable, they need to reach almost 105,000 pesos, or 600 U.S. dollars, a month, and 336,000 pesos, or about $2,000 a month, to be considered wealthy. On that note, about wealth, we have bad news coming on the exports front. Government of Argentina and the biodiesel exporter LDC Argentina lost its bid for lower U.S. anti-subsidy duties. In 2016, the United States imported about $1.2 billion U.S. billion worth of biodiesel, which represents the main export from Argentina to the U.S. However, in 2017, the Commerce Department determined that these imports were being unfairly subsidized and the U.S. began imposing countervailing duties. Argentina has asked the department to revise the duties. It was finally decided today that there's not going to be a revision. Ending on a high note, the Argentinian company Synergium Biotech was chosen by the World Health Organization through the Pan-American Health Organization to develop and produce vaccines against COVID-19. Like Moderna and Pfizer, the vaccines will use messenger RNA technology, and another laboratory in Brazil was selected for the same project. Three cheers for science in the land of silver. That's it for this week. If you like the show, share it and subscribe. We'd appreciate a review. Let us know your thoughts and ideas, how you found out about us, and where you are at podcast at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima.